steal, and Puss with the chain. And St. John's takes down number three, Villanova. A signature win for Mike Anderson. Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Mordiello, and I am your host, bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And I'm going to be joined by a very special guest in just a few moments, St. John's Athletic Director, Mr. Mike Craig. He comes on for a third consecutive offseason. We're going to talk about this past season. We're going to talk about, obviously, the disappointing results from this past season. We are going to get into the offseason as well, where he thinks the team can improve, where he thinks his department can improve in getting fans to come to games next season. Uh, We're going to talk about all of that, the schedule, the jerseys, whatever you can think of, we are going to get to. So let's get right into it. This is my interview with St. John's Athletic Director, Mike Craig. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, I now want to welcome on St. John's Athletic Director, Mr. Mike Craig comes on for a third consecutive offseason. Mike, how are you doing? I'm great, Troy. How are you? It's um, it's nice to, I think this is my first, quote, offseason um, <laughs> sitting at my desk while we've talked because I, I can remember the first time I was staring out my window at a pandemic mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. my kitchen. Uh, I don't remember the second one. I might have been here, but it was probably still Different. in different times Mm -hmm. but um full speed ahead times now and and we're excited about it but Mm -hmm. it's great to hear your voice and great to be a part of your show yeah and it's it's got to be nice for you as well this is the first really what normal you know school season or athletic season that we've had really in what three seasons i'm sure that was a welcome sight for you right almost as much as the student athletes and and the coaches yeah, I mean, this was as close to normal. Yeah. I, I hope mm-hmm. next next year will be normal, normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, you know, like everybody, you start reflecting on what we've all been through for the last two and a half years. And in some regards, it feels like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And when, like I just said, I can remember looking at my kitchen window. <laughs> um, and then in some regards, it seems like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I think that same thing applied this year. It's like... My wife and I went into the women's final four, and the last time this year, and the last time I was there with Minneapolis was at the final four for men's. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking, you know what? That was the last time there was a final four for crowds to go to. Yeah. <laughs> and that is really a lifetime ago. I mm-hmm. mean, that was in 2019. Mm-hmm. And and so to think of it in those perspectives, it's just, it's a lot's happened and then a lot's not happened. Um, but yes, it's it's great to be gearing up for a normal normal and it's great to have just completed a close to normal. Yeah, and I think we're all very thankful to to have that or be past all of that for sure. Uh, let's get into to this season for, for the men's basketball team. You know, I think it was a disappointing year. I think we can agree on that. You know, we had these hopes you've mentioned, you know, the goal is to win a Big East title, the goal is to make the NCAA every single season. Uh, that didn't happen this year they fell a little bit short you know you've, you've given your thoughts on the season a couple times uh you know in statements and things like that but i'd like to again just maybe if you can expand upon your thoughts on the season what went right what went wrong for you sure well i mean I, i'll just say as an overall i mean that you know it was definitely the goal are are this always the same and as as you said to compete for big east championships to make the NSA tournament 
hopefully win games there as well. Uh, you know, again, always the goal. And and then so what are the things that we as administrators can control towards reaching that goal? And then, you know, uh, how can we help be a part of of the coaching staff and, and all of their same goals and our student athletes and always with the idea that how do you create the best possible experience for our student athletes competing at the highest levels and so yeah i mean we fell short there's no getting around that that's disappointing um you know we all know what we have to do and need to do and and figure out and sometimes luck is on your side sometimes it's not (laughs) and um but at the end of the day, all of that being said, you know, you at this time of the year, you assess what's happened, how could it have gone different, what can you do about it, and I know that's as a coaching staff, that's what they've been doing. I know as student athletes, that's what they've been doing, and I know as administrators, we've definitely been doing it because I'm in charge of it, <laughs> and so it's been full speed since our last game at the Big East tournament, mm-hmm. and. So, um, so that's what it is. You, you know, you assess, you evaluate, you figure out. And by the way, that's after what's a not disappointing season or a disappointing yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year, the year before, we were fourth in the conference mm-hmm. and coach of the year and defensive player of the year and et cetera, et cetera. And so mm-hmm. you take the goods and the bads, evaluate, figure out. And and so that's what we're in the midst of doing now. And Coach Sanderson and his staff are doing and, and figuring out and how to get better. Mm-hmm. We all want to be better. Mm-hmm. And so we got work to do. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned Coach Anderson. And, you know, I, I think that he did do a great job in year one. And year two, he was the, the Big East Coach of the Year. Uh, year three, you know, to be f- fully honest with you, you know, I wasn't fully happy with the job that he did. And I think a lot of the fan base was kind of frustrated uh, with the job that he did as well, you know, and obviously when the team underachieves, the coach is going to always bear the brunt of the blame. Uh, but your thoughts, you know, on coach Anderson and his performance this season, you know, what'd you like, what'd you not like? Well, I mean, the, the, the person in the core is the same person. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to look at um, an individual game or situation and say, oh, I would have done this differently or mm-hmm. I, I wish that had happened. Uh, you know, obviously, the entire coaching staff, that's their job to assess how to get better and, and coach them up better to win. Mm-hmm. They want to win and, and I want to win. So, you know, the way I look at it is that are we building the core? Are we building the infrastructure towards a a championship level program? And so there are things that you just can't control. Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody getting COVID, an injury, um, you know, you name it. There are just some things you can't. We, we all wish we'd go perfect. Um, so for me, the, the core of the program is that we, we absolutely knew in coming here and Coach Anderson in coming here and honestly, Frank, with Father Shanley in coming mm-hmm. here, that, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think our kids, you know, the number one thing I look at is what effort did they give? And so as I watch games and I sit behind the bench or I sit close to the, you know, the court, mm-hmm. I, I look at faces, I look at effort and, and then, and, and every day when I go to practice and 
step in and see how they're doing. And this is true with all of our sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. And I would say that our kids gave tremendous effort and I applaud them. And there was hurt in the last game in the locker room. Mm-hmm. That's how you want to end a season where it hurts and it hurt. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that means it meant something and they care. Mm-hmm. And so building that in the midst of uh, a, you know, a lot of new faces and names and all that as they're learning still through a pandemic, that I want to see that at the end of the year. And sure, the results are I want to win the national championship. And I'm guessing you do, too. Mm-hmm. And, and so I could sit here and say, well, that's disappointing. We didn't win a national championship. Uh, guess what? 364 schools are all saying that right now. Mm-hmm. There's only one that's happy if, if that's the base. But I, I get your point. I'm not I'm not yeah. trying to, mm-hmm. to justify anything. It's just that you have to look at the big, big picture. Mm-hmm. And and so we're in year three of completed year three. And, and somebody could say, well, we haven't had a, an actual year yet. Um, but I'll say that. I want to see how our kids perform and play hard and they care. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm really excited about the future. So why I was excited going into last year. It's why I was excited the year before. And these kids have pride in, in their school. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, express their appreciation and, and love for coach Anderson and the staff. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how, as the athletic director of any school, you have to assess it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so I say we're trending up, and and so you know sometimes the record doesn't always reflect that, um, and it didn't this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that goes back to your first question. Mm-hmm. This year's record didn't reflect that we were trending up, but I can see from the way that our kids play hard, their improvement. I think if you look at the individual improvement of each and every player, I look at that. I I, I love your thoughts, but I, I'd, I'd argue that every single player improved from September till March mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. their own individual way. And that's, that's coaching. That's teaching. That's what you want to see in a program that we're going to get to the point where we're, we all are happy and we're in the NSA tournament and we're competing at Big East championships and all that. And, and so uh, I'm going to stick to that. We're, we're trending in the right direction. So, so it sounds like to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like to me, you're, you're trying to maybe more believe in coach Anderson building this program up and you're kind of more sticking with him in that thought process, in that thought process, rather than kind of being more reactionary to the disappointment of this season. You know, you're kind of trying to look towards the future now and saying you still believe coach Anderson is building something that he's going to be here for five, 10 more years, building us into a consistent winner. Correct. Uh, Troy, every athletic director in the country is, is doing exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. And, and that you, you look at the big picture and, and the big picture is that we have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. part of that is our work as an, as a university is how can we attract more fans to games? How can we raise more money? How can we have a better in-game experience? Mm-hmm. How can we improve our facilities? You know, mm-hmm. how do we improve the day-to-day living for our student-athletes? Mm-hmm. That Those are the challenges that we all have to own in our own individual way. 
And as the athletic director or as a staff member or a coach or a fan, you have to say, okay, what am I doing on my part? I want the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if people don't think I want to win or coach doesn't want to win or players don't want to win, they're very wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We we all want the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do to ensure that to happen? And so we knew, like I said, four years ago when we got here, that our facilities are subpar. Mm-hmm. There's no getting around that. Yeah. And so we, we, we own it. <laughs> we take responsibility <laughs> for it. It's under our watch. But there's no magic pill to building facilities. There's no magic pill to attracting fans during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of energy and creativity. And so I'm very much as excited as day one when I got here. And I know Coach Anderson is too. I know Father Stanley is. I know every player is when the, when he first arrived on campus. We were all committed to the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, hopefully our growing fan base will be too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you sound very committed to Coach Anderson going forward. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to comment on this. So if you're not, forgive me. But I don't know if you've publicly said anything about this. But there were rumors about a month ago that Tulsa was interested in, in talking to Coach Anderson about maybe trying to bring him over from St. John's. Um, you know, those rumors quickly went away. Obviously, you guys put out a statement of supporting him, and that that went uh, that was that. But I'm curious if you can just kind of give us any sort of information in terms of, you know, what happened with Tulsa and their interest. Did they request to speak with him or, you know, what happened with that? I think that's called uh, social media. <laughs> okay. There was, and over the course of a weekend, I mean, there was nothing. There's nothing to that. Okay. And uh, coach was very clear and communicated with me and Father Shanley, and so no, there was there was nothing to that. That was that was simply uh, people that follow social media uh, got wrapped up into quote rumors mm-hmm. and. So, oh, so there was, and that happens. That happens. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, well, I won't say what I saw yesterday as a rumor. Not Nothing to do with St. John's, but <laughs> I, I, let's just say that I, I wouldn't go with everything you read on social media. So there was no interest in, in Tulsa's part either on this, you're saying? Well, I can't speak to Tulsa. Okay. But I'm not, that, not that I'm aware of. And mm-hmm. you asked if they asked for permission. That, no. that certainly didn't happen. Okay. There was no, there was no communication. Okay. That was... Again, I would put that under a rumor, and there was certainly nothing formal to it. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's let's move on. You talk about you talk about social media. you, you mentioned about this on your uh, your Q&A a couple of weeks ago. You know, your decision to kind of take a hiatus off, off of Twitter uh, earlier this winter. You know, you, again, you got into it a little bit, but I would love if you can kind of expand upon that decision. Was it a decision that you made personally? Was it in consultation with a few other people? Uh, what went into that decision to kind of step off of Twitter? Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the things as the leader of the department, and I think when my first came here, there was a need for more personalized communication. I, I felt that there had been a gap in that before I came. Mm-hmm. And and so I was pretty active. And I think our student athletes, coaches, staff, university needed to see an active athletic director. Mm-hmm. I think as times unfolded that, you know, where we have concentrated our efforts in and we've we're still trying to fill this position, but we actually will have a full-time department of just social media. Mm-hmm. And as our consultants were, is what we're trying to build is a brand. And so the St. John's brand 
whether that's the, each individual sport or our, our whole community, mm-hmm. we're not trying to build individuals' brands. You know, our student athletes, for sure, we do a lot of work with them and all that. But the athletic director or even any of our one of our coaches, that's not the brand that an athletic department should build around. It's about the, you know, if you will, the name image likeness of St. John's <laughs> and not the name image likeness of Mike Craig. <laughs> um, and so there was some deep thought and strategy to that. Like I said, we've we've now going to have a department in social media. And, and so if that changes over time, we'll change it. But I think we'll, one of the things of, you referenced me doing a, Q&A on the main yeah. um, mm-hmm. basket or not basketball on the main red storm um, social tag mm-hmm. uh, Twitter tag that um, we had amazing interaction and numbers and growth of followers on that and that that's what it's about and mm-hmm. it also already has a whole lot more followers than I do anyway mm-hmm. and so how do we capture our support and interest via those mechanisms is I think if you look at any professional team or organization that the the leader as an individual is rarely on that. Elon Musk might be a exception to that, but I still follow SpaceX. <laughs> And Tesla too, but um, and so I, I think it was just a, a matter of let's let's really think about what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. and and so it just happened to coincide with the winter. But it was something that had been going on for a couple of weeks, and then, like I said, and then we had to ask the AD, and that went well on on the main site. So I think we'll continue to find ways to do that, and probably expand that to other coaches and other programs too. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I agree with all of that, but I think that the I think that where the frustration from the fan base maybe came from with that was that it kind of came at a time when the the team was maybe underachieving a little bit. Um, you know, what's your what's your response to that to the fans who you know, like I'll be honest, I was one of those fans who was maybe a little bit frustrated that you did take a step back at a time when the the main you know athletic team in the university of the men's basketball team was kind of struggling a little bit. Uh, what would your what would your you know response to that be? I I don't know what were you looking for me to do in January. Mm-hmm. I had, I mean, yes, it was a change, but it had nothing to do with the basketball program or or I don't even know, did we win or lose a game? I have no idea. Um, it wasn't based on that. So, you know, I, I, again, I think it's a matter of how do we make our official sites more robust and more interactive and, again, more attaching fans and, and to our brand mm-hmm. and to the experience of being a fan um, in real, coming to games, all of that stuff. The athletic director doesn't play a, you know, a, a Twitter role in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, where I, I kind of more focus on is more of the the photos and stuff of Instagram and 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 more of that. And and, and honestly, that's where the kids are more too. Mm-hmm. And so our student athletes are more in in that world. Now that's as far as I'm going to go in their world. Um, <laughs> not going into all the other stuff, but no TikTok for uh, you. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> I drew a line um, a couple of years ago, um, and so again, I, I think the main messaging. So I'm sorry I disappointed you in January, but like I told everybody that I've got an email address. <laughs> I was I'm I was still going to games. I was still talking to people. So mm-hmm. nothing had changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at the end of the day, I don't have that many followers. So. Um, so mm-hmm. I, 
I'm, I think it was a good decision. And, and so, um, I don't know. Again, everything's up for, you think about it, you strategize, you see what works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's the way you have to be adaptable and figure it out. And so, who knows? A year from now, maybe a whole new way of looking at things. Mm. I, I want to talk about the the fan base as a whole a little bit because sure. you know th- there was a lot of frustration and anger and negativity on, especially on social media uh, throughout this season. You know about the team. Uh, this is a discussion that I've had on the show a couple of times now over the past couple of weeks, and that is the idea of you'd rather have fans be you know angry and frustrated because that means that they care. You know, you'd rather have frustrated fans rather than apathetic fans um you know and obviously we we do think that we're making progress here but it's still been 20 plus years since we've won a tournament game a lot of that obviously happened before you were here but do you worry about you know fan apathy kind of setting in to where you know maybe attendance starts to dwindle a little bit and maybe people just start to lose interest if you can't you know maybe turn this around in the next two three years and we kind of continue to see that you know underachieving uh, in the next couple of years well what's your take on that well, my take on it is that those are the responsibilities of the department. So it's really you asked about fans mm-hmm. coming to game. I mean, let's just let's talk with our product and entertainment. Mm-hmm. So our job is to how do you make an entertaining product so you want to come to a game? And so it's easy to say, hey, when you win, I'll come. Yeah, <laughs> that's one school of thought. Um, that seems to be a prevailing school of thought when people talk to me is, hey, I'll come to games when you win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, well, tell me what winning means to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and everybody's got a different answer to that, which is great. Um, you know, if we had missed a, or if we had made a last second shot at Indiana when we had a chance to win that game, does that mean everybody would have come to the Kansas game? <laughs> does it mean they would have come to the St. Peter's game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or did it mean that that really wasn't what I meant by winning? I meant when you beat Kansas, I'm going to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, we didn't do that. So, no, I meant when you beat Villanova, I'm going to come. No, well, we didn't do that this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's to me where that's that's not a winning formula. I guess where I'm going with that is we're not going to wait till we win. Um, we do want to win. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. And I, I get human nature. You want to go more when your team's going to win. Um, and so how do we make the product better? Mm-hmm. So our off season's been, okay, we had a consultant come in and, and study our in-game atmosphere and entertainment. Mm-hmm. No surprise to me. I think it was lacking. Mm-hmm. And so they agreed. So we're in the midst of reinventing a game day experience in Karnaseka. Um, we were studying taking out all the old lights and putting in the new LED and show lights mm-hmm. and all of that to that where you go to, you know, name a modern arena, they yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. We've looked at and we'll look at um, how do we make the audio system better and more synced up to our video boards, which are great. Mm-hmm. And so how do we do that? How do we figure out how to put seatbacks in the building? That's a very popular suggestion in my email <laughs> box. And, and so, by the way, we have still the seatbacks available on the bench side that aren't sold out. Um, but that's okay. We'll, we'll figure out more options for people. And so we're studying that, and we fully intend we'll have a, a, a plan for that this coming year. Mm-hmm. 
And so, and then how do you make a party deck into the building? Mm -hmm. How do you get a beer license into the building? Mm -hmm. How do you change the host and how she does things? Or how can, you know, more cameras, more, uh, I can name off 30 different things. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so to me, that's what it's about. You're selling entertainment Mm -hmm. in a really tough market. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about if we made a shot against Indiana or not. It's about, did I have a good time? And by the way, uh, things like uh, Chick-fil-A worked pretty well, too. Uh, we probably had our best student attendance in mm-hmm. my four years, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about dwindling attendance. Actually, it was our best student attendance year. Mm-hmm. And and so we're, we feel like very excited that we can build on that. And, and I will tell you one of the reasons why that happens, because I have a full-time person. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. Student mm-hmm. fan engagement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Robert did a tremendous job working with the red zone we did some branding in that and we had as up as many as 1400 students come to a game this year mm-hmm. and so how do we have more giveaways how do we have more food how do we make more fun for them students mm-hmm. that's that's to me what's exciting and and i guarantee you everybody's listening it's not going to feel what i've told our team if it feels the same on november 7th next year as it felt on march whatever mm-hmm. and shame on us mm-hmm. it's not going to feel the same in that building mm-hmm. and so people are going to come to a whole new way and feel and make carnesec exciting because we strongly believe we have a home court advantage and 5,000 people can make a huge difference in that building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's our, our, our biggest focus and we couldn't be more excited about it. And it just takes intentionality. And so you ask the tough questions. Why didn't people come? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it can't be just that, well, they didn't win enough. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I don't know if that's something that, you can necessarily control, correct? Because, I mean, listen, I think that at the end of the day, if the team wins, people are going to show up. You know, you look at uh, Chris Mullen's final season when we made the NCAA tournament, the the garden was packed, Carneseca was packed. Winning is always going to be the yeah. thing. So I guess well, you're you're looking at how we can improve yeah. the experience, correct? Well, I mean, I would say back up a little bit. Okay. I mean, Carneseca was not packed. Okay. I was here for that year. Okay. I mean, we had some great crowds. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't packed. Okay. And and Villanova game was full in the garden. Yeah. But it was full of Villanova fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's where it's on us. I mean, like I, when I said earlier, it's on all of us to figure out how do we bring a friend to a game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do we get to the games? How can we make it more fun for you to come to the games? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's our season ticket numbers are actually right at the same and above every year since that 2018-19 or 20-18-19 yeah, season. Okay. And so our numbers aren't actually down. Mm-hmm. What was down this year was people actually coming. And, uh, you know, there's all, COVID is a lot of that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to your point, somebody defines, oh, they're not winning enough. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm not criticizing that mm-hmm. line of thinking. 
But I would ask you then, for you, Troy, what is your definition of winning then? Uh, I would say kind of what you said before, you know, competing for, I would say, a Big East title. And I think, honestly, Mike, to be to be completely honest with you, I think most fans yeah. just want to compete for Big East titles and make consistent tournaments. You know, we're not asking to be yeah, yeah. Villanova. You know, we want to be Seton Hall. We want to be Providence. I think that's what most yeah. fans would say winning would be. No, no, I agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't talking about the big picture. The big picture, we're all on the same thing. We, mm-hmm. we that's, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. You asked, you said student first. You said attendance was down, mm-hmm. and so there was excitement. Everybody had high expectations. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quoting fans, mm-hmm. and so in, in the Indiana game, we lose on a last second shot. Mm-hmm. So. Is that when it turned to like, well, they haven't won enough. I'm not going to go to the games now. Or was there still excitement about what was to come? Or did they buy season tickets to start with? Yeah, I mean, that's a a good question. I mean, I would say the fans were still very excited after that Indiana game. I don't think it turned there. I don't think that the excitement really started to wane until, I would say, maybe January, February, in terms of when it looked like this team was going to start kind of falling short. You know, so I think think fans are willing to give some leeway, you know? Yeah, so our, mm-hmm. our best crowds were in February. Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, also what was that? The the big Creighton game and the uh, the Providence game as well, right? So I mean, yeah, I mean that's a good point. But you know, I just I, so it's I, not I, about it's not about ahead. winning. That's my it's not okay. about winning. All right. my we have to make it entertaining. Okay, we have to make it fun. Mm-hmm. That we can control. Mm-hmm. And and people came to those games because one we they felt like our team could win, and I agreed with them. Mm-hmm. Turns out we didn't, but we we had fun doing it, and people and we had record student turnout mm-hmm. for both of those games. And to me, that's that's what I can control, or we can control. It's our responsibility to control. Let's put it that way. Okay. And and so that's that's what we are really intently working on, and it's going to be fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm talking to you in a serious tone, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to to change a mindset that we we as an athletic department we're not waiting to see how you or anybody else defines winning if i'm going to come to a game or not Mm -hmm. we have to get fun and and we're going to reward those that do come and Mm -hmm. that's how we do by the way that's how people win (laughs) (laughs) when your crowd is having a great time and loud and on their side which by the way our crowds were this year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and so i'm no People in the building were fantastic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they had fun, and so that—that's to me like that's college basketball. And so I want my team to win. Well, then I'm going to be there and yell really loud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And gosh, if I get a free T-shirt or a bobblehead, then that's even better. Mm-hmm. And wow, I didn't know St. Peter's was really this good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Wow, Monmouth, they made, they're really good. Oh, wow, Colgate, they made the NSA tournament again. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool that we had them in our building. We had the national champions on our home schedule. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what's exciting about college basketball. That's, I mean, I've been around it my whole adult life. And, and so having fun, that's, that's, that's what I think we have a lot of that I think that we're not appreciating. We have a lot of fans that love that. They love St. John's. They love being at games. They want to be there. They're going to cheer for their team. The kids are accessible. They're signing autographs after games. They're giving high fives. We couldn't get those families as much this year because of vaccine and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. 
but they'll be back. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so that's why I couldn't be more excited about you know, next year and the years ahead. Mm-hmm. So you talked about Carnesecca Arena. Let's let's talk about maybe the, the facilities on, on campus as a whole, you know, training mm-hmm. facilities, Tafner. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, I think, most important towards bringing in talented players, of course, because that's, you know, what they what they right. see when they're when they're touring Agreed. campus. Can you can you give any insight on, you know, any sort of updates to, you know, facilities that are maybe more behind the scenes uh, that could be coming this season? Yeah, well, we definitely agree on on that as a priority. Mm-hmm. And Father Shanley has made that very clear. He lived it and built it at yeah. Providence. Yep. And I think they're seeing the fruits of that uh, fundraising effort and construction and all that over the last five years. And, and they had a great year this past year. And, mm-hmm. you know, that makes recruiting a whole lot easier. Um, at the end of the day... You picture being a 17-year-old kid or, in this day and age, any-year-old kid yeah. transferring or, or yeah. freshman. Um, <laughs> and you make a visit to Providence or St. John's, you know, you make the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that means something. It, it, show, it sends a message of, the, of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing is that we care about our student-athletes and we're going to provide them a great experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we as an institution have have not been able to deliver that over the last thirty years as yeah. the game greatly evolved, mm-hmm. and so that it's on me and and we knew that three years ago when we got here, mm-hmm. and so you know unfortunately pandemic slowed some things down when it comes to fundraising and and but we have a vision for what we need to be and you know we do not intend to be. 11th in the league in facilities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so we've got to figure that out and we're in the process of it we've had a feasibility study going on since january Mm -hmm. and we're in the process of bringing that forward to the university administration and board of trustees over the next couple months and then they'll make some decisions on how to proceed and um, look forward to their decisions on that but I feel great about the process that that we've been through and and as you said behind the scenes Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and then you know we'll fully activate that at the right time but but we're not there yet okay but there's fundraising going on and anybody that's listening that has you know money and interest to help us we'd be more than welcome to to do that (laughs) um but yeah no it's 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 exciting and it's needed and it's it's mandatory i'll be honest with you so you know competing the big east so to just to, to make sure we're i'm clarifying here so the the upgrades sure. to carnesecca seem like they're going to be coming this upcoming year whereas the facilities you know tafner and everything behind the scenes maybe might take a little bit longer that's more in the planning stage correct yeah well mm-hmm. i mean one is a matter of 25 to 30 million dollars okay and and so you know you go around our league and that's everybody's invested at that level of facilities of player, you know, experience, mm-hmm. um, day-to-day living. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is how do you make the amenities in an old building the best it can be? Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge. Um, and again, we're not talking about we have millions of dollars to spend. Mm-hmm. That's not our it's not our development side where we are right now as mm-hmm. a it's not our fan base side as far as you know buying season tickets we're we're building mm-hmm. um, and so but it doesn't mean we can't be creative and innovative and and figure it out mm-hmm. uh, 
and then that's where UBS or, or definitely Madison Square Garden comes into play is how do you provide those amenities and put us on a, a bigger stage um, in addition to Carnes Second. Mm-hmm. And like like you said, money solves a lot of problems for sure and makes mm-hmm. things go a lot easier. Uh, there are some, you know, high level alumni uh, from this school that, um, you know, could potentially help out with that. Have you had any conversations with, you know, someone like Mike Repelay, who is, you know, obviously a, a billionaire uh, who, who maybe could be willing to give some money to the, to the school? Have you had any sort of conversations with him or maybe some high level alumni that could help out and, you know, expedite this process? Well, well, certainly. I mean, and it's pronounced Mike Rapoli. Oh, my, but, my apologies. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he's been very mm-hmm. successful, and he's been very busy. And mm-hmm. and um, but you know, people uh, of every every donor makes their their decisions mm-hmm. in first of all in a private way, but mm-hmm. then they you know whatever actions they take. And so I, I wouldn't go through a list of here's who we've talked to, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. talked to. That's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, you know, we. We are. We definitely have the goal of raising a lot of money, and and again, that's how every school and especially in this new NIL world we live in too. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of challenges. Again, we knew what we signed up for here, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, no, we're. We're, we've got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Carneseca and the Garden and, and UBS. Uh, this yes. year, you know, it seemed like a majority of Big East games were played at Carneseca. Now, you can tell me maybe that was because of the, the COVID uncertainty when you were making the schedule. But, um, you know, is that something that we can kind of look forward to, you know, next year and beyond where, you know, really only the Villanovas, the Georgetowns, the Yukons, the Seton Hall are, are played at the Garden and a majority of Big East games are played uh, at Carneseca? Or is, is does UBS factor? into this at all uh what insight can you give in terms of in terms of that going forward yeah we're still at the early stages of figuring out next year's schedule Mm -hmm. um i would say that we had five games in the garden last year Mm -hmm. one game in ubs um you know i think what we have to weigh in are a bunch of factors one is where do we have the best chance to win Mm -hmm. i mean back to your original point our original goal is how do we win Mm -hmm. so that has to play a big factor Mm because ultimately that leads to other of the things that we're talking about so where can we where do we have our best chance to win to where do we have the best chance to be on a big stage and promote the brand and provide an experience that is unique to St. John's. I mean, we have the most special building in the world in Madison Square Garden as one of our home courts. Mm-hmm. And so how do we use that properly? Um, you know, they're great partners of ours, obviously. And so, you know, every year I've been here, we've gone, we've run the gambit of two, eight, zero five zero being pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you know i i can tell you this the economics do not suggest that we have five thousand people in the building and it's a good day for st john's mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I, I think we have to evaluate, was that pandemic? Was that, you know, the times we live in? Um, was it that your, your phrase, we're not winning enough? Mm-hmm. You know, we have to look at all that, mm-hmm. and um, but we're not here to provide a, a show for Villanova fans or Georgetown fans. Mm-hmm. We're here to win basketball games and provide our fans with a great experience. And so that's what that's that's we're still in the process of that. And I actually haven't met with Joel and Sal yet at the Garden. Like mm-hmm. I said, I've met them for 
almost 25 years now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. great, great partners. And, and so we got to use our assets wisely and, and we will. Mm-hmm. So every year I kind of give you a, a suggestion. I feel like on this show, on this talk of, awesome. of something that I, I have, and it kind of relates to that a little bit. Well, I think I do on the first, before you go there, what, how do we do on the first two suggestions? Well, did we do it or not? Well, we talked about the jerseys and the Felipe jerseys and uh, let me actually bring that up first. So the yeah. Felipe jerseys, it, it, it seems like, I think you mentioned on a Twitter Q and a, is there some sort of, of like trademark or copyright issues with those uh the throwback uniforms that all the fans want to see because I like the, the new uniforms I did but you know, I wasn't crazy about them well, what's what's the deal with the throwbacks yeah so mm-hmm. we had we did have a little of setback on that front mm-hmm. um, but I think we now have a positive forward moving okay I'm not gonna say those are the jerseys but but I I I, I do think we will have a retro jersey next year. Ooh, okay, all right, all right. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like every jersey, some people have different opinions. And mm-hmm. Why did they do this one and, you know, not that one? Um, I do think the the silver, I guess you didn't like them. No, didn't I didn't. get a lot of positive. The players liked them a okay. lot. That's what um, matters. I think we would have kept winning. If we kept winning in them, we would have kept wearing them. <laughs> I so would have liked them a lot if we kept winning in them, Mike. I'll, I'll say there that. There you go. It's like everything. So we didn't win the first time we wore them, so we wore them a yeah. second time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so we'll keep those in our, our rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think that the, I don't know how you describe, but the old lettering St. John's, yeah. I think, is very popular it is for me um and so incorporating that into more we do is a is an interesting challenge because it has its own length of logo etc but mm-hmm. I, I do like that mm-hmm. um but I, i'll say that we did not deliver on your suggestion of a felipe a jersey but <laughs> but i heard you mm-hmm. i'll leave it at that i appreciate what that the, what was the other one so, we're over one so the what other the suggestion other and then this one I'm, I'm not so confident either because it doesn't make okay. a whole lot of financial sense or maybe it does actually i don't know all right bringing in and, and maybe this is just me maybe this isn't a lot of the fan base that's wants this but i think it would be so cool to play a game against probably just yukon or villanova at Karnasek Arena in front of a, you know, like you mentioned, if you get 6,000, whatever Karnasek Arena holds, and that would be all St. John's fans, I would think, and it would just be packed. And I think that would just be such a cool home court environment against one of those, you know, blue yeah. blood biggie schools. Yeah. Uh, that, that I think that would be so cool. I don't know if it makes financial yeah. sense, but it would be so cool to me if you guys could do that. Well, it may, it's coming closer to making a whole lot of financial sense. <laughs> I mean, I'll just jokingly say it that way mm-hmm. from this past year, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I, I, it's not lost on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I just don't, it, it, this is called the fine balance of figuring out all of the different parts of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And, and it truly is college athletics is a gigantic puzzle these days. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, I'm just I hear you on that one too mm-hmm. but so far we're 0 for 2 <laughs> if yeah, you, do we have a new suggestion this year or is this no those those are my two those are my two that that was the oh, new one the, the, the arena that was the new one yeah 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 what was the first year one I don't I remember what the first year one was we I'm, must have done that one so we'll yeah. say we're 1 for 2 and we'll <laughs> look at 3 but I'll be honest with you it's probably not going to happen this coming year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have UConn or Villanova in Karnasek but but 
don't say never. I'll ask you this. Would you rather have, you know, whatever, 17,000 at the Garden, but it's maybe a 65-35 split, you know, 35% Villanova fans? Or would you rather have, you know, a full, you know, Carnesec uh, Arena, whatever it holds, 6,000 of all yeah. St. John's fans? If you had to pick one, what would you rather have? I I would rather have a full Carnesecca, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather have a full garden with all yeah. the fans. So, <laughs> yeah. that, so with the, maybe I should have answered it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's uh, 65-35 to your question. That's a tough combo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's the reality. Yeah. That's a tough combo. Mm-hmm. Um I know when I was on the other side of the equation here for a lot of years, it's why coming to the garden was appealing yeah. to and to the other team. And because then you really weren't up against a full, you know, home court. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I hesitate. So how about if we set this as the goal? We make it a hundred percent and I promise you we did this last year and, and and I think COVID, you know, obviously restricted all this, but we put our you know, we never made single game tickets available till three weeks out from the game. Mm-hmm. And so you had to buy, you know, in theory, St. John's fans had the had the chance to buy only our games in the garden. Mm-hmm precluding hopefully somebody from UConn saying that, oh, I can buy five games. I don't want five games. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Well, it turned out it didn't work in either direction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, and I really do think COVID played a big factor in that. Mm-hmm. I, I think in December, people had said, well, they're not winning enough. Mm-hmm. At least, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, no, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm willing to listen. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, again, I, I just want to eliminate the the idea that we need to win more for me to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've got to get to a college environment where I'm having so much fun. I'm bringing a friend because we're all going to come mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's St. John's, the team I care and love about, and and I'm willing to give them my opinion on and and but i'm going to be there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think by the way i think that is a vast majority of our fans when you talk about our fan base i think they do come yeah mm-hmm. and, and i love the passion i have no problem with you know whatever wants to be said i, I think that they just everybody's got to figure out okay how can i own my part to make my program better and and I believe in the leadership of the university that they're trying their best to figure this out too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and in no way is anybody perfect. Mm-hmm. No, you're starting with me. Mm-hmm. I'm far from perfect, mm-hmm. but and but I am fully transparent and trying to figure it out and and love the input and, and interaction and all those things. Mm-hmm. And I will say I I appreciate the transparency with you uh, doing this. Before I get you out of here, um, you've been so gracious with your time. I just want to give you a chance to talk about Julian Champagny, uh, your relationship with him. He declared for the NBA draft this past weekend. Uh, by all means, you know I've only spoken to him maybe once or twice, but seems like even an even better person than he is player. Uh, your thoughts on Julian? Yeah, no, Julian is a, a special, special family, been a part of St. John's um, since winning a, a national championship here in soccer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the the minute I first met or learned of Julian, you know, he's wearing his dad's soccer jersey to announce he's coming here <laughs> as really our first, you know, with Coach Anderson, high-profile recruit. Mm-hmm. And 
and even then you could say he wasn't really high profile yeah (laughs) and and obviously his brother was high more highly regarded and and so his development um as a player and but as a person and to see his interaction and maturity and responsibility and he is is sky's the limit for him Mm -hmm. because he's never going to shy away from hard work and and he'll continue to grow and and i'm so excited for him and and hopefully all his dreams come true and is in the nba and we'll be cheering on him for the next 15 years um but if it doesn't come true and he's doing something else in life you know what he's going to be really successful then too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that's to me what you know again what college is all about is a growing experience having a coaching staff that helps you develop all of the tools of a university's resources to help them develop and fulfill their dreams if you mm-hmm. go in our locker room today everyone will raise their hand when i ask who's going to play in the nba they all believe that mm-hmm. and that's what we want mm-hmm. now they're not all going to play in the nba mm-hmm. i could go into any locker room that's going to be true mm-hmm. but how do we help them achieve their goals and their dreams and that's to me what college and coaching and our administration and and that's the student athlete experience at St. John's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and so we're going to be cheering on Julian for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. and and all of our guys Um, but you know thank you for asking about him and Mm -hmm. recognizing he's very special Mm -hmm. and and he's been a part of building this program with under him and with him since the day he signed here Mm -hmm. and and so we'll continue doing that, even when he's not here, but representing St. John's always, as he will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We can definitely agree on that. And Mike, again, I just want to thank you for, for that transparency, yep. like I mentioned, for coming on here for, you know, there's what, 50 minutes we've talked. I, I do feel like this was really important for, for me and for this fan base as a whole to hear. So I really want to thank you again for coming on. And again, my apologies for maybe assuming that you wouldn't be interested in this, but I'm happy that, yeah. that we got this sorted out and that we did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no problem. No, I'm always, like I said, my, my email and I'm very readily available. And, mm-hmm. and um, no, I, I'm I actually forgot about that. So you just reminded me that you thought that. So no, it's, it's all good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I appreciate support, Troy and help. And, and uh, hopefully we'll get your uh, suggestion of, of this year uh, in place and any others. And, <laughs> and again, we really appreciate you and, and you know, all our fans. So we have 170,000 alums in the tri-state area. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're not all coming to basketball games, but there's a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and bringing your buddies or somebody else bringing their buddies, that, that's what we've got to figure out. Mm-hmm. And, but we all want the same thing. We are all on the same team. Mm-hmm. And so let's 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 figure it out. Let's have some fun. I'm excited for next year. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great way to end it, Mike. Thank you once again. And we'll be talking again, I'm sure, at this point next April. Thank you. All right. Sounds good, Troy. Take all right. care. All right. All right. Thank you once again to St. John's Athletic Director Mike Craig for coming on. Third straight season he's come on. First season that he's come on after, you know, a really disappointing letdown year. So I appreciate him still doing it, you know, still coming on and talking for, what, 45 minutes there. Him and I emailed back and forth a little bit uh, last week, and that led to him actually bringing it up that he wanted to come on. So I do appreciate that. You know, I appreciate the transparency. I think that a source for a lot of the frustration, you know, towards the athletic department uh, from the fan base this year was kind of that lack of transparency. So I hope that this is, you know, a step in the right direction that 
Q&A that he did was certainly a, a step in the right direction as well. You know, but obviously actions speak louder than words. And, you know, this is definitely, though, a step in the right direction for Mike and for the athletic department as a whole. So really shout out to him for doing that. I really do appreciate it. You know, he, he stayed here for 45 minutes, answered every question that I had, you know, didn't duck any questions, gave me all answers. So I, I do really appreciate that. So thank you once again to Mike. And I'm sure we'll be having him on around this time next year as well. Um, looking forward as of this recording, uh, no movement in the transfer portal. You know, I'm, I'm, I really don't even want to get too deep into this because, you know, with the, with the portal, things can change. I'm recording this, you know, on uh, Wednesday afternoon, but by Wednesday evening, St. John's could have landed two or three guys or had two or three guys leave. So it doesn't really make much sense to speculate on, any, on anything until it happens. Uh, Zach and I talked about Aaron Wheeler last week and then like an hour after we recorded, he, uh, he decided to leave the school or to go pro. So, you know, some of this stuff doesn't even really matter but you know it seems like St. John's is really going hard after Andre Curbelo from Illinois and uh, Eric Williams Jr. from Oregon I think both of those would be good fits to be honest with you I know Curbelo and Posh you know there's the debate over whether or not both of those guys can play with each other but you know I've said before I, I do think that anytime you can get that high level talent that you know highly sought after talent like Andre Curbelo is you got to do it so if St. John's is able to get Curbelo I, I would be totally okay with that uh, Williams I don't really know a ton about the Pac-12, to be honest with you, this season, but you know, seemed like he was a decent shooter at Oregon, which is exactly what St. John's needs. Seems like he might kind of be able to fill some of that role that was left by um, Julian Champagny and Aaron Wheeler. So we'll see about him. But yeah, those seem to be the two guys right now, Curbelo and and, uh, and Williams. But yeah, I am I am on team. Let's get Curbelo if we can get him. You know, there was that fake report that it uh, it sounded like he was coming here, but I still think that they are in a good position for him. So if they can get him. Uh, I'm on team getting Andre Curbelo, but we'll see about that. When that news does happen, uh, if I'm able to, I will do a podcast. Like I said, going to try to do more off-season podcasts than I have been in the past, uh, you know, giving you guys more content throughout the off-season. So again, if you have any suggestions for anything that you would like to hear, uh, I've been thinking of doing something, maybe, you know, watching an old St. John's game, you know, like a classic game or from maybe the last 10 years or so, uh, and then trying to have someone on who played in that game or something like that. So if that's something you guys would be interested in, uh, definitely let me know. Again, if there are any other suggestions, please let me know. So, uh, yeah, that wraps up this show, though. Be back hopefully sometime in the offseason with some news. Thank you once again to Mike Craig for coming on, and thank you all for listening. And as always, let's go, Johnny's.